Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, Strong Mom. Welcome back to another episode and good morning. It's actually a Saturday morning. I usually do this during the day. Um, So yeah, so I'm a little hyped up on coffee this morning. So I'm going to try not to speak too fast. But today's topic is going to be protein. And this is going to be kind of a continuation from episode 32, where I talked about what are macros. Well, now we're going to look at one of the macronutrients, which is protein. And really, what is this? Why should you care? And how important is this for you? And not just for gaining muscle, because a lot of us are under the assumption that protein is just good for gaining muscle, but it's actually really good for weight loss as well. And, you know, so we're going to, I'm going to talk about all that. And then not only that is I'm going to help you to figure out how much, about how much protein you need in a day and practical ways to get that in. Because I've been doing nutrition consults now. I've been a nutrition, a nutritionist for two years, as well as a personal trainer. And majority of women are actually Actually, I take that back. All the women I have done a nutrition consult with do not eat enough protein. And on average, they only eat about half of the protein they need in a day. So chances are, especially if you're somebody that is not mindful of this, you're not eating enough protein. So this is going to be something that is going to be beneficial to everyone, you know? So let's go ahead and get started. What are proteins? I'm not going to go into full detail about what a protein is because I did that really in episode 32. So you can go back and kind of le- listen to that to kind of get started on like what the heck are macros because that's you, that's what I show women how to do is count macros. That's part of it. So just to recap, Protein is a macronutrient composed of 20 amino acids, and amino acids are the building blocks of protein. Protein's main function is to build, repair, and strengthen things like bones, muscle, cartridge, skin, and blood. And you also need protein to make enzymes, hormones, and other body chemicals. So it's not just important for muscle growth. It, it's, it's vital. It's vital for your health and vital for your body to function in the way that it should. And unlike carbohydrates and fats, your body does not store protein, so it has no resor- resor- reservoir. If I could throw it out, reservoir to draw from when you're running low. So that's even more reason why you should be including protein on a daily basis throughout your day. And good, complete sources of protein comes from animal sources like meat, eggs, Greek yogurt, and cheese. Yes, you can get protein from plants, but it's lower and incomplete sources, meaning it's less grams of protein per serving. And a, and they don't have, they only have a few of those amino acids compared to animal proteins, which are called a complete amino acid because it has all the amino acids compiled in it, it what it's made up of right so now that we kind of recapped that 
Let's talk about why a higher protein diet is better. Why do we need more protein in our diet? And the first one is, is you burn more calories. And yeah, you heard me right. Just simply by eating more protein, you can burn more calories throughout the day. And this is because of the thermic effect of food. The thermic effect of food is the energy required for digestion, absorption, and disposal of um, ingested nutrients, all right? So let's kind of break this down because all food that you eat, yes, has a thermogenic effect. This is This is kind of where you hear that thing where, um, they say, oh, you know, eat five meals a day because it's going to help to boost your metabolism. And they're basing that on the thermogenic of food, you know, which just a little caveat, you probably might find this interesting because I find this kind of stuff interesting. It's really a myth that five meals a day is going to boost your metabolism through the thermogenic effect of food more than if you were to eat three times a day. So let me explain this to you. And and just another side note, um, you know, really eating as many meals a day that works for you. For me, three meals plus two snacks or one snack is what works best for me to keep my hunger, my blood sugar, all that stable and just works for me. But if three meals a day works for you, then do you and and you can still get great results. And going back to what I was saying, how this is a myth, you know, eating more, more meals a day will bring your metabolism up. Um, it's it's true and not true. So if whether you, okay, say you are uh, 1,500 calories a day is what your goal is, right? Your weight loss goal. Um, whether you break that into three meals or five meals, it's still going to have the same thermogenic effect that is at the end of the day, the same effect. So whether you, when you eat a small meal, it raises the thermogenic effect a little bit, right? When you eat a big meal, it raises it more. So it's gonna still be the same regardless at the end of the day, whether you break down that 1500 calories in three meals or five meals. I thought y'all might thought, think that's interesting. So let's talk about why protein though has more of a th- thermic effect than say carbs and fat. So carbs have a five to 15% of a thermogenic effect. Fats have a five to about eight, it's um, 8%. It's not very high on fats, but protein has a 20 to 35% effect on uh, the thermic effect on food, which is crazy. So really your thermo, the TEF, which is the thermic effect of food is makes up about 10% of your daily energy expenditure, which doesn't seem like it's very much. um, But really, it's those little things that add up. And just by simply adding more protein in the day can boost that energy expenditure up to 100 to 200 or a little bit more per day, just depending on your body type and you know how much protein you're eating but really that can equal to like a 20 to 30 minute jog if you really think about it just by simply switching more of those calories consumed in a day to protein I'm not saying to add on more food right I'm just saying you know really looking at most of us are are way eating over on carbs, right? I'm not for a super low carb diet. I'm for a moderate carb diet, but still a lot of us are eating over that moderate amount. And so by switching that to eating more protein can give you this thermogenic effect. So like I said, when it comes to weight loss, there's not just one like golden rule strategy. It's a comp- it's composed of doing a bunch of the right things. And by simply eating more protein in your or having more of a higher protein diet can be 
one of, is one of those strategies that is going to help to get you great results. So that's the first one. The second reason why eating more protein is better is it supports muscles. And, you know, this is a biggie. You're probably where you need protein to repair and grow muscles. But let me explain just how important muscle is when it comes to fat loss and your metabolism. The more muscle you have, the higher your metabolism is. And your metabolism, just on a side note, is re- it's, it's the amount of calories you burn in a day and this is excluding physical activity okay so for to put this into perspective um, 10 pounds of muscle would burn about 50 calories a day while at rest while compared to 10 pounds of fat would burn about 20 calories um at rest. So that is so muscle just about doubles your metabolism when compared actually more than double now I'm looking at it, you know, when compared to fat and this is one of the biggest problems I see when it comes to weight loss. Most people do not prioritize, you know, gaining or maintaining lean muscle as they lose weight. They just care about seeing that number on the scale go down at any cost and at the fastest rate fastest rate possible. So with extreme weight loss that doesn't include a higher protein diet or strength training, a lot of that weight loss is gonna come from muscle. This means their metabolism drops and sometimes very drastically. And this is another reason why, or this is the reason why people rebound and regain that weight so quickly after a diet, even if they're not eating as high of calories as they were before the diet, it's simply because their metabolism is so much lower now. And a lot of that has to do with the loss of lean muscle. And not only that, but when people go about losing weight in that way, they just end up skinny fat, you know, like the all jiggly in all the wrong places. So they just end up being a smaller jiggly version of what they were before. But when you pair strength training and a high protein diet with weight loss, you, you will lose weight slower right? But you ensure that the majority of your weight loss is coming from fat. And, you know, it also preserves your metabolism and it actually can help you to look, it's going to help you to look toned and fit as that fat comes off because you're preserving and, and really what you want to be trying to do is gaining muscle while you're losing fat. That's what I call the sweet spot. And that's how you're going to get that tone looked when all that, when that weight comes off, you know, we really want to do, I, I say weight loss and fat loss interchangeably, but I mean the same thing. It really should, you should always be focusing on prioritizing fat loss, not just weight loss, right? It really matters. Where is that weight coming from? And we want it to be coming from fat and not our muscle, because like I said, it's going to mess with our metabolism, but not only that, it's not going to give you that fit look that you're that you're looking for. And honestly, having muscle is important for your health. And as we age, the if you think about it, and I know a lot of us don't think about it. I'm like, I'm 32. I don't know how old you are. You're probably in the ballpark, maybe a little younger, maybe a little older, right? But a lot of us don't think about like when we're 60. And I I don't know. I do. And when you what happens as you age naturally what you ha- what happens as you age is your metabolism goes down and you lose muscle and this is because of inactivity this is because you're you're also if if you ever been like around an older person um, of course they don't move as much but they don't even eat that much either and I definitely don't prioritize protein so what happens with that loss uh, loss of muscle over time is we're more prone to injury right think about like older people a lot of their injuries are falling and breaking a hip and things like that. That's why I'm so also passionate about strength training. 
you know, strength training is going to build the, those muscles and make, I mean, those bones and those muscles and make them stronger. And protein is going to help to assist that. So you're less likely to injure yourself as you get older. You're going to be able to move around better. Um, so anyways, that's just a side note. So it's actually better for your health and long term, you know, to buy by eating more protein and comparing that and pairing that with strength training. So the next thing of why we want to eat more protein is it's simply just more satisfying. Protein has a greater, uh, it's great at satisfying your hunger. It has a high satiety rate, which means it keeps you fuller, feeling fuller longer. And this is partly because protein um, reduces your level of the hunger hormone, which is ghrelin. So ghrelin is a hormone that makes you hungry. So whenever you're feeling hungry, it's because that gremlin, that gren, uh, gremlin, yeah, pretty good. I could call it a gremlin. It, it could be the gremlin hormone, but the ghrelin is um, higher, so that is what is causing you to feel hungry. It also protein also helps to boost the levels of peptide YY, a hormone that makes you feel full. So that combination is going to help to reduce um, or to make you feel fuller after you eat protein. Also, eating more protein has even been shown to reduce snacking and late night cravings. So a study in overweight men showed that increasing uh, protein to twenty five percent of their calories reduced cravings by sixty percent and the desire to snack at night by half like that is huge and I don't know about you but when I get my cravings it's usually at the end of the day this is when we have a less amount of willpower right because willpower is like a battery and we're using it throughout the day that's why in the evening you're more irritable you're less likely to make better decisions it's just because your willpower battery is drained you're human that happens so whatever we can do to kind of help us along can be great for that and protein eating a higher protein throughout the day is going to to help to reduce that and make it easier for you not to get the munchies at nighttime. And there was another study in overweight adolescent girls that found that eating a high protein breakfast reduced cravings and late night snacking. Now, I'm not saying you have to eat breakfast, but by making your first day, um, your first meal in the beginning of the day, something that is high protein is great. And also it just helps to stabilize your blood sugar, which is also going to help with food cravings. Um, so yeah, and, and they're saying that this might be because of an improvement in the function of dopamine, dopamine, you know, by eating protein. And, and you know, one of the main um, brain hormones involved in cravings and addiction is dopamine. So if protein helps with that, I mean, that's, that is something in itself that can reduce a lot of calories for you throughout the day, you know, if because it, it's so easy to overconsume calories you know like think about like a one cookie like if it's a decent sized cookie it can be 150 uh calories what, what that's like 20 minutes of jogging or something you know like it's so easy to um even though you exercise throughout the day or exercise during the day to counterbalance that in the evening if you're sitting there snacking late at night so that's another reason so really when you think about protein Overall, it really is a game strategy, a good game strategy for maintaining weight loss. All the factors that I just talked about play into helping to maintain your your weight loss or to help with your weight loss. And eating enough protein is a very practical way to do that. It's a practical way to ensure you recover effectively from a workout. You repair and you gain lean muscle mass, which is going to help to increase your metabolism and make you look toned and keep your food in check because it's making you feel full and it's reducing food cravings. It's just part of living a fit and healthy lifestyle. And, you know, what I didn't talk about too much, which I think is a given, is just that 
eating enough protein is necessary for somebody that is doing exercise. It is part of the recovery process. Your progress is only as good as your recovery and nutrition plays a big key role in that. So if you're not giving your body the proper nutrition to help to repair muscle, you know, if you're not even eating enough to repair muscle, do you think you're going to be gaining muscle? Do you think you're going to be seeing, you know, if anything, if you're not eating enough protein, eating enough food in general, and you're exercising, that can, that can actually promote um, losing muscle, right? So, you know, when it comes to weight loss, it takes more calories for your body to maintain muscle than it does for fat. Hence why muscle, you burn more calories the more muscle you have versus fat. So if your body is perceiving itself to be in like a a starvation state because you're not eating enough, guess what? It's going to tap in to that muscle more than fat because that muscle takes a lot to upkeep. So it's thinking, okay, I can't, you know, I need to, um, you you know, I'm going to take into uh use whatever is you know more taxing on my energy right now and that's what that's being that muscle so that's why like I said going back to what I said about weight loss a lot of people are losing a lot of muscle mass when they're losing weight and doing these extreme diets and these extreme way of you know all this extreme cardio and stuff and that and that's part of the reason why um you know our bodies are very smart that's why we have evolved to where we are so even though it doesn't seem like it's like working against us when it comes to weight loss these are the kind of adaptations that have helped our ancestors to live. This is why we are here. So our bodies are very smart and they're trying to work for us. They really don't know the difference that you're trying to lose weight for a special occasion or to look good in something. Like it doesn't know the difference from starving to that. So, you know, really keep that in mind. And and I think that has was a big part of helping me to understand that there's nothing that there was nothing wrong with me a lot of the times during my journey like seven eight year journey trial and error of all this you know a lot of it was just the approach wasn't correct and this was one of the things that I wish I would have known is just simply eating more protein and strength training like that would have gotten me so much further if I knew that in the beginning right so now that we know and you're you're really aware of all like the benefits and why you should be doing this and at this point you're like okay I'm on board I gotta do I gotta eat this more pro I gotta eat more protein right and if also if you're not sure like how much you're eating and you kind of want to see that I really recommend my fitness pal as a food tracking uh, diary it's really easy has a huge database um, it's very easy to start tracking because you're probably thinking like I really have no idea I don't know how much protein is in a chicken breast or I don't even know what high protein foods are. So this is why we're now going to talk about applying this because I want you to see like what that looks like in a day because it's one thing to like know that you need to do something. It's another thing to put into action, right? And so like I mentioned uh, before, but on average, women only eat like 60 grams of protein, which is like half or less of half of what they should be eating in a day. And this can be kind of confusing on protein intakes because like if you look up the FDA website, and which I did before this podcast, it was like, okay, what is daily protein requirements? And they say 50 grams. Um, and so if you're seeing that, you might think, oh, well, I'm probably just fine. Now, I don't know by what standards, but what I am speaking about is for people that are active, people that want to get fit. This is different than the sedentary, you know, basic requirements. I feel like the FDA, all their requirements are baseline. They're not optimal. They're just baseline. And we are trying to be optimal, right? And we're trying to um, do things like we're trying to get fit, right? We're trying to get fit. We're trying to get healthy. We're trying to do weight loss or fat loss and so that is above being just 
okay and mediocre, right? I want the best for you. So this is why I wanted to kind of throw that out there that what I'm going to recommend is going to be a lot higher than if you were to go and look at what like the, the government recommends. And also it's easy to think that you are eating enough protein, like I said, by these standards when you, you're really not. And you might have also heard that eating too much protein is bad for your kidneys, which is also a myth for the average person. If you have kidneys, yes, you want to reduce your protein, but a normal healthy person, a higher protein diet is not damaging to your kidneys. Yes, eating high, eating protein or higher protein, it takes a little bit more work for your kid, uh, harder to metabolize the protein, but it's really pretty insignificant for the total amount of work that your kidneys have to do on a daily basis. And I have yet to see anything that eating a higher protein diet is bad for your health unless you have like a certain medical condition where a higher protein diet is not recommended. I just wanted to throw that out there if you're somebody that has read that, you know, because that is a myth that I've seen floating around. It's like, oh, well, eating higher protein is is not healthy because it's bad for your kidneys. And no, that's, that's not the case unless you have like kidney disease. So how much really should you be eating? And <laughs> my son just turned on the, the radio in the other um, room. So if you hear it, I apologize. We might just have some like background music to go with the podcast. Hey, it might just work out, right? Um, so if you, like I said, for fitness and weight loss, protein intake should be around one gram of protein per pound of lean body mass. All right. So for example, this comes out to around, uh, well, f- this really comes out to around 30 to 40% of your daily, uh, calorie, uh, your it comes out to like 30, 40% of your daily calories, right? Um, so for example, if you weigh 130 pounds, you want to aim for 130 grams of protein a day. And, you know, if you have a, excuse me, if you have a lot of weight to lose, you want to aim to eat your goal weight in grams of protein a day. So for example, say you weigh 180 pounds, your goal weight's 140, aim at 140 grams of protein a day. Um, so like I said, this will roughly come out to about 30 to 40% of your daily calories, your protein intake. So now you're probably freaking out and you're thinking, okay, how the heck do I eat that much protein a day? And it's actually not that hard. I can easily, honestly, I can easily, easily eat 170 grams of protein in a day to be honest I don't need that much and sometimes I just do it because I like protein and it's just like I said it's just I have over the years really have made protein such a priority in my day that I just find it's really easy to to get that in um and just on a side note eating more protein then what you need is not going to mean that you're going to get faster results. It doesn't mean your muscle is going to grow faster. All right. That can, that's also some, a misconception I have heard. Um, really muscle growth is slow for us females. So, you know, we, we gain muscle about the half the rate of what men can. And so if you're getting half a pound of, of muscle a month, that's doing really good. All right. So keep that in mind. Eating more protein, eating more food in general isn't going to like push that max. Like you have that doing everything right is how you're going to reach that half a pound, half a pound of gain of muscle a month. Right. Doing more is not going to mean more like your body's only capable of that doing that much. Does that make sense? I hope so. So. All right. So that is how much you should be eating. Now let's talk about how do we get that? What does that look like in a day? 
And one of the easiest ways to like ensure that you're gonna get enough protein in a day is by adding in protein shakes. So one scoop of whey protein is typically 25 grams of protein. I recommend a grass-fed whey protein. Most people, most protein powders are like full of crap, like artificial sweeteners and fillers. So we, usually if you go with something that's like organic or grass-fed, they're a higher quality. So this is not, I also wanna say that protein powders are not a substitution for food. Like we really need to be trying to get protein from food sources versus protein shakes. So I always tell people protein shakes should be a snack. They should not, or, you know, they're to supplement. They're not, because they are, right? Supplements are to supplement. It's not a replacement for a meal, like just a protein shake alone, unless you're adding in extras like veggies and fruits and things like that to actually really get the, the not just the nutrition, but like the calorie content up there because, you know, most of the time one scoop of protein can be like 100 to 120 calories and that is not a meal, girlfriend. If anything, that can be a snack, all right? So you can also add more meat to your meals. This is something that I do too, um, just to kind of keep an idea of what that looks like. Like four ounces of chicken is usually around 24 grams of protein just as a reference mark. So, you know, by adding in meat to your daily meals, like making sure that that is a a priority, right? Getting enough protein, you know, just adding in more meat, that can be one way too. And I'm going to share with you one of my pro, my like favorite protein hacks that I share with people that it's really like, just listen to this, like, whoa, this can be like almost half of your protein in a day. It's really simple. So just adding one scoop of whey protein to one cup of Greek yogurt, this combo can add up to 50 grams of protein. Really simple. This can be a, a snack. This is also a way like say, you've had a busy day and you're going throughout your your day and you realize, oh crap, like I have not even come close to my protein goal. I'm like, wow, I'm like 50 grams away. Then you know what? There you go. You can have that at the end of the day and you can help and it'll help you reach you and boost you to that daily goal. Um, another, like really though, in the grand scheme of things, it's like what you do throughout the day is what really matters and it really all adds up. So some, I'm going to share with you kind of like throughout my day, how I add protein in, all right? So some ways that I add in protein is swapping, for example, like breakfast, I'll swap out my eggs for egg whites. So three, they're like three fourths cup of egg whites is 20 grams of protein compared to two eggs, which is 12 grams. So what I'll usually do is I'll do three fourths cup of of an egg white plus one egg. So that's 26 grams of protein right there. Then I add two slices of turkey bacon. Now I'm up to 30 grams. I add in a slice of Ezekiel bread and now I'm up to 34 grams. So, you know, that's a really simple meal. That's actually my go- what I shared with you as my go-to for breakfast. And that's 34 grams of protein right there. And like I said, it all adds up. And I really focus on every meal and every snack that I have is a good source of protein. One of my go-to snacks right now um that's really high in protein is you know like those little those patches the pouches or yeah pouches of uh i think it's like the brand sunkiss creations or whatever and they kind you can get them like tuna chicken salmon um they come in like different flavors like some of my favorite favorites is like the buffalo wing flavored one um the salmon there's like a mango uh i can't like a sweet no a sweet and spicy one there's also sweet and spicy for like tuna and what i'll do is i'll take one of those pouches and i'll mix it with half a cup of like a low-fat cottage cheese and half a cup of low-fat cottage cheese is about 14 grams 
Um, and then depending on whatever pouch I add in, um, it can equal up to 30 grams of protein in, in a snack because those, depending on which one you got, they'll, they kind of vary. Like some of those little pouches are like nine, I've seen them like a range of like nine grams of protein all the way to like 17 grams of protein. So I'll do, I'll mix that up and especially the buffalo one too. The tuna buffalo one is really good with cottage cheese mixing it up. And then I will just eat that with um, nut thin crackers. And that's like a really easy snack. It takes me like two minutes to put together. Uh, like I said, once again, high protein, 30 grams. It can be up to 30 grams. And then for my lunches, uh, for my lunch dinner, I always aim for like about five ounces of meat to once again ensure that I get up to 30 grams of protein. So so if I eat 30 grams of protein for three meals and one snack, that equals a 20, 120 grams for the day, which is my that's my personal intake. That's how much I need in a day is 120 grams of protein. So, you know, I tr- like I said before, I really try not to rely on protein shakes all the time. I really try to get it first from food. But like I said, I will add a protein shake or um, as a, like an extra snack or like a boost, um, a protein. I've done that before, like, you know, taking a, a um, having a glass of uh, like a protein shake right before dinner, um, right before bed. I've done that plenty of times, like just to make sure I get in my food. And if you're somebody that you're like, oh my gosh, like I don't want to eat past seven because if I eat past seven, that's going to make me gain weight. I don't know if I've done, I need to, I need to do a a podcast on um, fitness and weight loss myths, but that's a myth. It doesn't, eating after 7 p.m., something doesn't magically happen to you. Like you don't magically gain more weight if you eat after 7 p.m. versus before uh, before 7 p.m. I think this myth kind of came about because majority of the time, what do we eat after 7 p.m., right? It's usually we're not eating anything healthy. (laughs) We're usually snacking in front of like Netflix, you know, watching TV or whatever the case may be. And we're like mindlessly eating. We're eating away like maybe the day's problems or that's how we just chill and we relax. That I think is why that myth came about. But I'm going to tell you something. When I, after Millie was born, I, I've always had this goal. Like, so when Kaysen was born, I was like, I'm going to be in even better shape after Kaysen than before. So when Millie came around, I was like, I'm going to be an the best shape of my life after her than whenever before I was pregnant with her. And I did that. So within a year after Millie was born, I had six pack abs for a little while, but you know, I like my Mexican food a little bit too much to like carry to have six pack abs all the time. Um, but anyways, point being is my husband at the time was a, um, a driver for Kroger. We living in Fort Worth and his route, like he wouldn't get home to like nine, nine thirty. but I wanted us to all eat together at the time. The kids weren't in school. So, you know, we, didn't have to wake up super early so that we could stay up like till 10 or whatever and so we routinely ate dinner about 9 30 at night and I still was able to reach that goal of mine so it that's like proof in the pudding right it really doesn't matter as long as you can it's really what matters is the amount of calories in your day however you want to put that together <laughs> is totally fine if you want to eat dinner at 10 p.m and as long as you're staying within your your calories for the day and your goals, then you're you're perfectly fine. So don't let that keep you from adding in a protein shake. If you you know skipped, you weren't eating enough food throughout the day. You didn't get enough protein, and it's okay to eat before bed. And not only that, as majority of us, especially as women, we're gonna sleep better on a full stomach versus an empty stomach. I've had this happen in nutrition consults where women. 
women are trying to follow that I don't eat after 7 p.m. And then they're going to bed hungry and then they're finding themselves waking up throughout the night. Um, And I know I'm kind of getting off on tangents here, but I think this is interesting and, and it could be helpful for you. But your body, think about it this way. If your body is thinking it's starving or it's hungry, do you think it's going to want to sleep? No, it's going to give you extra energy so you can go out and hunt and look for food. That's part of another survival of our evolution. Like our bodies will get that second wind or whatever if we're not, um, if we're like really hungry so that way you can go and scavenge and find food. So if you find that you're not eat, you're not sleeping very well and you are not eating, maybe you're doing a, re- a meal replacement shake for dinner or you're eating dinner really early, try having a small high protein snack before bedtime and see how that if that helps you to improve your sleep. But anyways, I'm going to go ahead and let y'all go because it's I'm reaching 32 minutes. I try to keep these around 30 minutes. So I hope you found this really helpful. Also, if you are finding the podcast helpful, uh, I noticed I've been getting some more reviews lately, which I so appreciate. Like that means a lot to me because the more reviews I can get on the podcast, the, the more likely that my podcast is going to show up on searches. So if you found this helpful, more than likely somebody else out there would too. So if you review my podcast and help me to like push it forward and get it in front of more people, that's more people that I can help through my message. And just letting you know, guys, I don't make any money off this podcast. This is purely because I want to serve. I want to share. And I just freaking like, to be honest, I enjoy this a lot. This is like, my uh, my favorite thing to do right now act well besides work it out <laughs> is this podcast I really enjoy it and so it means the world to me to see that you're getting benefit from it and that you're enjoying it too so I'm gonna leave you with that so I will see you in next week's episode but for now go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are Hey mom, are you struggling to consistently eat healthy? Are you doing good like the beginning of the week until about Wednesday, Thursday hits and then you just completely fall off track and you're just really struggling on how to make healthy living a part of your busy mom life? Well, I got something really amazing and it's free to share with you and I put together a three-part video series where I share three secrets on how I consistently eat healthy year-round and not only that, but these things are tried and true. I've shared them with my clients and it's worked for them, so that means more than likely it's going to work for you. So if you're interested in grabbing that three-part video series, like I said, absolutely free. Just go to www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash three secrets. That's www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash three secrets.